0: From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We have a truncated version of money in politics, but we do have Liz Peek, Fox News contributor and Hill columnist. And we do have Steve Moore from Freedom Works Committee to Unleash Prosperity. His latest book is Govzilla, how the relentless growth of government is devouring our economy and our freedom. Uh, thank you, kids, and thank you for your patience because uh, of this Iranian uh, Iranian. Ukrainian thing, could be Iran. Um, Liz Peek, I go to you first. Uh, I had former Senator Phil Graham at the very top of the show, and he wrote a memo to his key contacts in the Republican side of the House and Senate. And his basic point was to curb inflation. Uh, We need to do, one, a spending pause, and we need, two, to go back, to welfare reform with workfare. So, Liz, your article, GOP Don't Fall for the American Competes Act, is very timely. It's now, a $350 billion bill, which would make us more like China. So, you're spot on. Tell us some more, please.
1: Well, I, I'm shocked to find a lot of people haven't even heard of the America Competes Act. And the problem is, as it gets married up with the Senate-passed version of the same bill, it could get even bigger. It's not paid for. It's a bill that advertises itself uh, Larry, as making American suppliers of crucial uh, components like semiconductors more competitive with China, what we're really doing is just subsidizing what turn out to be semiconductor companies, the most profitable companies on yeah. earth. I have no idea why we are spending tens of billions of dollars. By the way, it's a small portion of this $350 billion package. As always, they've, Democrats have stuffed a lot of stuff into this bill, from the Green New Deal and from the PRO Act, uh, it's a really messy bill. But but this this core premise that we taxpayers need to fund expansion by the likes of Intel, which is already spending tens of billions of dollars to build new plants, it's really nuts.
0: Steve Moore, 3,000 pages, <laughs> $350 billion to make America more like China, right? State-controlled, subsidizing, more like China. Um, And here's the thing, Steve. uh, 18 Republican – it's either 16 or 18 Republican senators voted for it, which I find really grotesque. Me too.
2: And I I apologize because this bill – kind of flew under the radar screen. And I, I should have been paying more attention to this. Uh, you know, $350 billion. What's $350 billion these days when they want to spend <laughs> exactly. trillions on this and trillions on that? But it is an awful, god-awful bill. I, I did read Liz's column. She was spot on. And I'll just thought, could tell you a very quick story. When I first came to Washington in, I think, 1983, you probably remember this, Larry. It was, you know, uh, right before the Reagan boom. And do you remember, it was all about national industrial policy. Yep. We had to do what the Japanese are doing. Yep. We've got to have massive government subsidies yep. for all our industries to compete with Japan. And Reagan, thankfully, said, hell no, we're just going to cut taxes and cut regulation." Yep. And then we had the biggest boom ever. So this is just national industrial policy. It is corporate welfare, and it has no place in the federal budget. It is a god-awful bill. It's simply going to make our companies – dependent on government and one other quick point when companies are subsidized they do worse you know i actually think the wind and solar industry would probably be better off today if we hadn't given them 150 billion dollars because they just become addicted to government aid
0: that's a great point because government aid is not tied to profitability exactly it's tied to political connections right and that's a really interesting good point i mean liz to go back to this i we talked about it on the uh, TV show. Uh, I'm trying to get you know support. I think if Steve is willing, we should put it in the agenda for uh, you know our Save America coalition. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got we have Save America kill the bill. We have Save America now uh, kill this competes bill. And I think Save America kill inflation. So there's a pretty strong agenda. But Liz, you know more generally, what Phil Graham said. We need a spending pause and a welfare reform is very interesting solution. I mean, we can talk about the money supply and the balance sheet and all that. But putting that aside for a minute, um, better to have a continuing resolution, which would spend at Trump levels going back to 2020, if they went to appropriations, which they haven't done in the Senate yet, um, the current services baseline shows uh, over two trillion more in debt over the next um, 10 years, it would be a 16 percent increase. So Phil is saying stay with the C.R. and then try to work on workfare reform.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think both of those things are very good ideas. It's hard to restrain Democrat spending. So the C.R. Uh, solution is probably the best that there is. Just you know, don't allow any more appropriations. For heaven's sake, don't allow any more big bills. And I just want to say one thing about the senators, the GOP senators that signed on to the Senate bill. It was a very, it's a very different bill. So when they get combined, then let's w- look at you know what who votes for what. But don't equate the two because they are not the same kind of bill. They had a lot of things in there that uh, fell out. Um, But secondly, on the on the workfare, we all know that one of the biggest shortages in America right now is workers. Uh, We all know, thanks to Steve's and other people's really good work on this, that the uh, tremendous benefits, which, by the way, continue. I mean, people aren't paying attention to the moratorium on rent, the moratorium on student loan payments Mm -hmm. and so forth. There's still payments out there being made. Keep people on the sidelines, make them Uh, indifferent to going back to work. And that is a huge problem. So uh, Obama started uh, taking the work uh, requirements away from food stamps and other programs. It was a big mistake. There is no excuse for it, really. It's just sort of mushy thinking. So I agree with him. I think that would be a wonderful thing. That's not going to happen in a Democrat-controlled Congress.
0: Steve, we're still paying people not to work. That's the bottom line. We're unemployment, unemployment uh, compensation may be gone, but we're still paying people not to work. And if people don't work, we will produce less. And if we produce less, we'll have even more uh, too much money chasing too few goods, which is inflationary.
2: So one of my favorite economists named Larry Kudlow has said many times that and you're so right about that. that There is dignity in work. Yes. Thank you. People who work are happier. They're healthier. Yes. They're yes. financially more secure. We're not doing a favor to these folks who are living on welfare and watching Netflix. I mean, come on. We've got to get people off the couch, back in the workforce. COVID is basically over now. At least this wave is long past. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no reason why able-bodied people shouldn't be either in a training program or in a, in a working – or on a job. And, you know, the American people are – 80 percent of them are with us on this. Yeah. Yes, we want a safety net so people don't go hungry or lose their home or, or face other deprivation if they lose their job. But the idea is to get people back into the workforce as quickly as possible. We're doing just the opposite. Think about this. It's been two years now that a lot of people have not worked. Two right. years we've helped people out of the workforce.
0: Um, let's speak uh- – no, don't have a heck of a lot of time, but I'm reading a, a lot of blue state governors and many, many others. But they started to loosen up on the mandates uh, for covid, um, whether it's schools, vaccinations, masks. But, Liz, is it re- I throw it out to both of you, but is it really true? Because these statewide like here in New York, Governor Hochul is ending the um, mask mandate. uh in public places, but then she says she leaves it up to the counties and the cities. So, like yeah. New York City still has it. So it's like a phony, phony thing.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's having your cake and eat it too. She doesn't want to be tarred uh, by New York voters for keeping all these restrictions in place. But uh, you know, in New York City, it's pretty hard to figure out why anything's changed or how anything's changed, and she can get away with that by. Uh, allowing local authorities to make all the deci- the hard decisions. I don't think they are hard decisions. I think this pandemic is in the rearview mirror. Mm. Uh, voters clearly feel uh, that these restrictions are not necessary any longer. And look, if people want to continue to wear two masks and walk around in a hazmat suit, you know, God bless them. Let them do it. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. But don't impose that on me. And, you know, the other night we went to the theater it was great. It was a Music Man. I mm. highly recommend it. Super mm-hmm. fun. But everyone in that theater—I mean, there were Nazis at the door, oh. and they went through 15 times telling you to mask up. Okay, I get it. If there's an b- outbreak, maybe they have to go dark, and that's horrible. But this is—it's too much, and right. it's gone on too long. We—we we want relief.
0: I got to <laughs> leave it there, kids. I wonder if you can get a Savile Row bespoke hazmat suit to wear <laughs> to the theaters. Uh, Liz Peek, thank you for your patience today. Steve Moore, ditto. I know we ran late, but you're both wonderful folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Join us during the week. Fox Business, the name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. every day. We will be back on the air, WABC, next weekend.